Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. are hard your sports radio show doesn't have to be i'm so happy you guys are still alive i am excited i'm so happy laugh and learn every morning aboard the mothership A good day with DA. Hey, Doc. I do love the Doc. Happy being alive day. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. Yeah. Happy being alive day, everybody. Good to be with you on this fine Wednesday, August the 16th, 2023. The DA Show emanating live from CBS Sports Radio Studios in New York City. Coming up this hour here on the show in 20 minutes, we have sound check for you, your best audio of the day. In 40 minutes, Al Michaels peacocking a little bit. But maybe he was the reason Thursday Night Football got a better slate this year. Huh? 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 Glad you're with us. The Big 12 pilfer the Pac-12, taking Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah. Four schools from the Pac-12 going to the Big 12. And then we know the other four going from the Pac-12 to the Big 10, USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. Brett Yormark is the commissioner of the Big 12, and he was on a podcast episode of the Marshand and Oran Sports Media Podcast. And he said, quote, it was something that we had to do. And this was something that the board and our key stakeholders encouraged. He told Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyovkov, quote, I'm sorry that my gain is your loss. He said, we had a very collegial conversation. George was fantastic. I'll be seeing him again in a couple of weeks at some industry meetings. Well, this is very nice. It's very nice that these two sides can act like adults here and be diplomatic. And George Klyovkov could understand that it's just business. It's nothing more, nothing less. And that they'll see one another and industry meetings going forward, and they can still be friends. But I'm here to tell you, if I was a fan of the Pac-12, certainly 
if I am a fan or alumni of Oregon State, Washington State, Stanford or Cal, and I hear that my commissioner, George Klyovkov, has a collegial relationship and took it well when the league basically disbanded under him, I would be really freaking upset. Klyovkov should not take this well. How many other commissioners allowed their conference to be robbed blind and disintegrate after 108 years from under them? He should not take this well. He should not take this lying down. He should not be collegial with the Big 12 or the SEC or the Big 10 or whoever. He should be upset and angry and fighting, and maybe therein lies the problem with the Pac-12, that their leadership was a bunch of pushovers. Larry Scott and George Klyovkov, they promised the world, they delivered none of it, and now there's no conference. I saw this and said, yeah, nice for the Big 12 and, and your mark, but why would Klyovkov be cool? Quote, George was fantastic. What is that phone call like? Uh, yeah, George, I'm taking four of your schools, and basically you're going to go bankrupt, and everybody's going to be without a job coming up here shortly. Man, it's it just it's great to hear your voice. How are, how are the kids? How's the summer been? I know, a hot one, huh? But it moves so fast. All right, yeah, no problem. What are you taking? Utah, right, right, got it. Uh, Arizona State, okay. I got Arizona with them, right? Yeah, yeah. We already knew Colorado. Okay. Well, I'm so glad to hear your voice. Good to catch up. Tell Nancy I said hello. I mean, George was fantastic. I don't want to hear that if I'm the Pac-12. I'm going to lose my job because this ass allowed our league to be destroyed and he was, quote, fantastic on the other end of the line? The Pac-12 is going to go from $30 million a year to the four schools that are left, probably about five or six million bucks a year in TV revenue, which means they're going to have to slash budgets. Your job is done. Your job is done. You no longer work here. Field hockey, no more team. Boom, 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 boom. Sorry, sports information department. Yeah, we're going from seven people to two people. This is going to happen across the board at these schools. And Klyovkov was, quote, fantastic. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? Why? This is not the time to be friends. What a chump, Klyovkov. He was fantastic. We had a great relationship. We have a great... We're going to see him a few weeks. I'm going to see him coming up here at one of the industry meetings. I'd like to know what George Klyovkov's going to talk about at these industry meetings. How to watch a massive century-old enterprise disintegrate under you? And he'll be speaking, the keynote speaker, for how to ruin your business. Here is, please welcome George Klyovkov. Oh, hi. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. The Pac-12 is in a bad way, and now there's a Pac-4, 
and it looks like Stanford and Cal are going to be kept out of the ACC, which is fine. They don't really belong in the ACC. It would just be a desperation move for the ACC worried about somebody else leaving, and they should just take care of their own in-house and not have to worry about adding Cal and Stanford. And for Cal and Stanford, they don't Going to the ACC is, again, a desperation move just to try to hold on for dear life to more cash when, in reality, they should stay on the West Coast, either go independent in football, what they should do, at least Stanford should, go independent in football, become Notre Dame of the West Coast, and then the rest of your teams, your Olympic sports, non-revenue sports, compete in the Mountain West. And you know what? Let the Mountain West absorb these four schools – at least for the non-revenue sports, and call it the Pac-12. I don't think the Mountain West would care. They would probably appreciate the brand recognition to remain the Pac-12 or to become the Pac-12. And then you stay regionalized and you stay local and you can stay with travel budgets that are reasonable. And then in football, you can create your own schedule and do whatever you want. I mean, there's certainly enough donors at Stanford if they wanted to to get some money out of the Silicon Valley tech bros that are billionaires. They can certainly do that to pay for a few flights. But you join forces with the Mountain West, which is a very good group of five, if not the best group of five conference. Let them take the brand of the Pac-12, and then that's that's how you survive, and you hope that over the next television contract, which is going to be a ways away, but that's when you, you can hopefully get a little bit better revenue out of it. And you have to prove yourself over the duration of this television deal. And you're going to have to ask for your local donors and your alumni base to, to pony up a little bit. But when I saw this, oh, it's nice. Nice to know that George Klyavkov is is fabulous. He's just, he's such a great guy to work with as we steal all of his inventory. It's just, that's nice to know. Very nice. People were not happy with Mark in Arizona. One too many oopsies says Larry Fitzgerald is definitely not playing again. WTF was that? What was Mark in Arizona talking about? Josh tweets, boy, medicated Mark really making some awesome points right now. Timothy tweets, add this clown Mark to the chump segment, please. And Rob of the 321 tweets, Mark in Arizona makes my calls seem like they are smack-off winning calls. How can anyone follow that? Hashtag raising Arizona. Mark in Arizona had an amazing call. A, said that the Cardinals should have one of the best offenses in the league. B, that they're going to be at least 5-2 and two at the midway point before Kyler Murray comes back. And three, that Larry Fitzgerald is playing for them, which... Again, if we check this, I can't find any evidence that Fitzgerald is coming back. All I see is stories from the Cardinals' own website that says former Cardinals legend or former Cardinals wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald. I, I don't see any evidence that he's coming back. The only thing that was discernibly intelligent that Mark said is that Larry Fitzgerald has had a four-year layoff. So you're right, Mark. He is very well-rested. He's very well-rested. Mark also citing the 2008 Super Bowl. Thanks for the call, Mark. <laughs> but we should go easy on Mark. He said he's a senior citizen. He's 64 years old. And so, you know, maybe it's a little harder to keep up on everything nowadays. A lot of news dumps and crazy stuff going back and forth. Maybe a little 
tough to, to keep up with. You're, you're, you're letting them off the hook. My grandfather was 92, sharp as a tack. Is that right? Grandpa Ortiz? Yeah. I mean, he passed away last year, not to be somber, but uh, he was salsa dancing, singing in church, faculties, the opposite of, uh, of Pat Boyle when he was in, uh, in his 60s. <laughs> what was Grandpa Ortiz's name? Luis. Luis Ortiz? Uh, Gomez, you know, is it my uh, I think his surname. My mother was Ortiz. I'm Ortiz, so I don't know how it got lost in translation. I'm not a Gomez. Luis Gomez. Yeah, ninety-two years old, sharp as a tack. Got to turn your mic there, Carlos. He's, he might have even been ninety-five. I, I, to be honest, I lost track. He's been old since I was born. <laughs> you lost track of how old he was. Yeah, because you know they they live in Chicago. I don't go back every uh every so often. Uh, we went back last year. I uh, just knew it. Ever since I was like five, he was like decrepitly old, but his mind was always there. <laughs> That's awesome. I've often said my stated goal is 100. I want to get to triple digits. I don't really care how I get there. I just want to crawl across the finish line. And then I can say I live for a century, a full century. Do you subscribe to the Boyle dementia uh, you know, thing? Like I do not. get there by, by hook or crook? Well, I think he's looking forward to being out of it. I am not. I'm looking forward to actually being with it. Me and Boyle are cut from slightly different cloths there. Slightly? Slightly. But 92, 95, that's, oh, he had, almost, he had he a almost long, did it. He had a long run. As long as I'm right here, I'll take whatever number you can give me. Yeah? Yeah, because if I start to lose you know, my wit or my uh, off, off-color humor, then take me out. <laughs> If I start to show signs of brain damage at 49, plug me plug me at 50. I'm good. I had a long run. If we have more callers like Mark, I won't make it to 52. <laughs> you might not make it to the end of the show. Now people are wondering, why didn't you cut him off? Well, because it definitely does make for a decent epic fail, and it helps out Carlos with a K, who's in as executive producer this week, to make sure the fail is done early. I took care of that on Monday, Monday's show, by saying that Trevor Lawrence had an amazing throw in the first segment of the show, and it turned out that it was Nathan Rourke. <laughs> and now Mark in Arizona actually takes care of the business in the final segment of the first hour. So you're good. I appreciate it. I don't need help making an epic fail. I could turn an epic fail like that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Drew tweets, and Mark in Arizona said that Larry Fitzgerald was on a one-year deal that made him the highest paid in the league. Yeah, I I got to figure this thing out. I feel like this would be a bigger story if Fitzgerald is actually coming back to play on a huge, massive deal after four years. Four years away has he been? It has been that long. I feel like he's played more recently than that, but maybe not. Been hosting a podcast with Jim Gray for longer. If he if he ends up coming back, I retire. Mark, call now. If Fitzgerald comes back, <laughs> if is, you retire. If Mark, if Mark, if Mark is, is right, right I, Mark... I retire. <laughs> We'll see you later. <laughs> when we come back here on the show, we've got, we've got sound check, your best audio of the day. And also, that's going to circle around Lamar Jackson, who's given a little bit more leash these days with the new offensive coordinator in Baltimore. Plus, later on in the hour, we will have an Al Michaels, did you see what I just did there? Story as well. That's coming up this morning here on the DA Show on CBS Sports. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Radio. CBS presents this program in color. An educated person can't think he's going to get a recruit by uh, strippers coming in. They can fire you, but they can't eat you. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. The audio you need to hear. It's DA Soundcheck. All right, and the DA show is always available on your smart speaker as well. Just tell your smart speaker to play CBS Sports Radio. We begin with Lamar Jackson. Todd Munkin is the new OC in Baltimore. And Munkin is so open-minded, has such an open-door policy that he said, Lamar, if you want to bring plays to me that you really like, we will try to put them into the offense. And Lamar Jackson did exactly that. Actually, I was just on social media, and I seen, like, a couple of routes, and I sent it to Coach T. And he was like, he going to relay the message to Coach Munkin. And Coach Munkin liked the plays, so he put it in practice. We didn't show it today, but I feel like it would be good for us. So Lamar found plays on social media. Yeah, where do you go to plays.com? Like, I don't exactly know where he found them. He follows the handle at hot plays. ZZZ, plays. <laughs> and loved him, brought him to Munkin. Munkin's like, okay, let's do it. Which, talk about empowering Lamar Jackson. But... The Ravens have, have run this play, part of the pun, for a while now. They In the offseason, they didn't want to give up Lamar Jackson, didn't want to trade Lamar Jackson. He was making all that noise. He didn't want to be there. He couldn't trust them. He wasn't going to put his body on the line anymore for them. He wanted Deshaun Watson money. And all the Ravens did was say, we love him. We respect him. We want him here. We want him to be a Raven. He's a great leader. He puts in the work. They just kept saying... The same company lines, which was, we love him. We wanted to be here. We have no complaints about him. And that greased the skids because without ever saying anything negative, they never added any fuel to the fire. And they never gave Lamar Jackson a reason to really be mad at them. They just kept saying all the nice things. And it's, if you ever get into a fight with a spouse and they are yelling at you or they are absolutely, you know, crushing you for something. And if you would just really play it nice. 
sorry, you're right. You know, you look beautiful today. Boy, you know what? Your hair is just perfect. You smell really good. You're a wonderful parent. If you just keep saying that, it just ends up pulling the pin out of all of the, the air and the steam, and it lets it out. It's letting the air out of the balloon. And so that's what they did. And in doing so, they wanted to empower clearly Lamar Jackson. Let him feel wanted. Let him feel empowered. Let's get the most out of him. And so they hired an, an offensive coordinator that was going to build an offense around him. And now that offensive coordinator is going so far, it's like, bring me your plays. All right, I just saw this on, like, House of Highlights. Let's run it. Yeah, let's try that. Last night, Justin Turner for the Boston Red Sox at the plate. Top four, two away, as the Red Sox lead the Nationals 5-4 in D.C., there is a called third strike, and neither broadcast can believe it how bad this call was. Shockingly, Angel Hernandez not behind the plate. <laughs> Here are the calls, courtesy of Dave O'Brien and Tim Karen on Nesson, and then also the Nats broadcast on Masson. 3-2, and a delay oh, called a strike three. No. Rung him up. The well, Red Sox can't believe it, but they are in front. No, this is not a strike. Off the plate. Sure wasn't. Pitch. Strike three call. Oh, my goodness. Turner will not believe it. That is awful. So that's both broadcast teams, both the Red Sox and the Nats, going, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Oh, my goodness. No way. Now, this throw is four inches to the outside of the, the, the strike zone. I mean, it's, it's well outside, and it's high, but it's well outside. And Ump just rings him up. Boom. Done. Let's go to the fifth, or let's go to the bottom of the fourth. No, down flight. Bottom of the fourth. And it reminds me of the Angel Hernandez got to catch a flight story. Yeah, but exactly what it is. Maybe it's baseball just saying, hey, we want to speed up the game. You know, make sure that we've condensed. Well, the here's the, of the other game. thing. I mean, we had a bunch of umpires retire this past year, right? Or, or, or depart. And, and some of these new umpires have been god awful, along with the guys that, that stink anyway, like Laz Diaz <laughs> and Angel Hernandez. So you've added, you've added a bunch of new umpires that stink, along with the old umpires that stink. <laughs> so you're not going to really get much out of that. Phil Cuzzy's still around? I lost track. Can I think put so. Him, we put him on that list. Robot umps. It's yeah. the only way. This is just another log of the fire of robot umps. That's right. Johnny Five, bring him out. That's right. Let's go. Stephanie, that's a strike. I'm Johnny Five. I'm alive. No disassemble. Stephanie, no disassemble. Well, ha have, the, have the catchers call it. I mean, it might be more accurate than the uh, actual umpires. Have the catchers Imagine the catcher's just narking on themselves. No, 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 no. That was a ball, man. <laughs> Definitely a ball. It's like playing football in the backyard and you have to call your own penalties. Honor uh, system. That's pass interference. Yeah. Playing pickup. And it's, no, that's definitely a hack. That's a foul. I uh, hit you on the wrist, bro. That's what you, get, get, you got the ball. Get the ball. I like that idea. Might lead to some more, you know, catcher-batter confrontations, <laughs> some more benches-clearing incidents. I just don't get it. We have so much technology, replays, all of this, and our umpiring is worse. 
How is that possible? Because yeah. they're relying on the the replays to bail them out. Maybe that's it. And we have better looks than we've ever had before. But yeah. this is a traditional oh, look yeah, at this. This is different. Yeah. And Justin Turner doesn't even get mad. And it's amazing that the the announcers are just like laughing. <laughs> oh man, can you believe that? In football, there would be melt. Oh, how can this happen? This is going to change the course of the, the game. This can't happen. In baseball, there's so much bad umping, umpiring, umping, that people are just, they laugh about it. And the season's so long, and it's like, yeah, it's just another really bad call. <laughs> going to oh, happen. What are you going to? Yeah. yeah. Finally, here's James Harden's agent after Harden goes scorched earth on his GM. James has a crazy hunger in him right now. If he got an MVP this season, I wouldn't be surprised. That's what kind of hunger he got in him right now. Just from the disrespect, you know, the free agency stuff, which I don't really want to get into. But 7 a.m., two-hour, three-hour practice, workout, come back. You know, the nutrition is, is you know, just even from the, the discipline, from dieting. I just went to his house now. We, you know, we did cardio for an hour. Now we got a photo shoot tomorrow. You know, we're going to get up in the morning and work out at 7 to 10. And then, you know, photo shoot from 11 to 2. And then, he won't, you know, he's going to play ball tomorrow at 5. Exactly. That's it right there. He's working really hard on that photo shoot. That is his agent, Troy Payne. First of all, what are the odds you could get at FanDuel right now on James Harden winning the NBA MVP next season? <laughs> Probably quite lofty. 7,000 to one. What, would, can what, what could you possibly get on odds? You put a quarter in, get two grand. A chance I mean, Carlos Ortiz wins the uh, NBA MVP. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked if James Harden won the MVP because he's so hungry right now. And that hungry means I went over to his house, we did an hour of cardio, and then there's a photo shoot. Three-hour three photo, hour photo shoot. shoot after one hour of cardio. <laughs> Something doesn't make sense proportion ratio-wise. <laughs> this guy is so freaking hungry, he's spending three hours doing a photo shoot for Adidas, guys. That's how hungry he really is. Think about it, DA. He's working up a sweat, running to change outfits, coming back, doesn't want to waste the photographer's time. He's respectful of the staff. He's got 18 outfits to burn through and only three hours. That's the cardio that we're not talking about. Crazy hunger. And agents are there, by the way. This is from the Hidden Gems podcast. Agents are there, obviously, to to promote their their players and their clients that that happens in every industry but at some point you just sound like an an idiot when james harden eats his way out of houston in a fat suit wears a fat suit and then shoots his way out of town in brooklyn because he can't play there and now calls daryl morey a liar in china and he can't play there as well and we've all seen him collapse at the end of the season and last year in the postseason be a complete non-factor when it mattered most alongside Joel Embiid. When we all see that, for him to say it wouldn't shock me if he's the MVP this year and he's got a crazy hunger driven by a three-hour photo shoot. <laughs> I don't think you're doing your client any favors, but this is the circle that James Harden has himself in, that his agent is making him think those things. And and echoing all of that idiocy. If you believe his agent, yeah, go to FanDuel. Okay, most of the books have him like plus five, plus six, plus seven thousand, plus five, six, or seven thousand. FanDuel plus eleven thousand. Eleven thousand to That's one. That's what I'm I seeing here. No, 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 no. Plus plus eleven. Oh, plus no, no, okay. not, not eleven thousand to okay, one. But plus so. meaning plus eleven. You put down a hundred bucks, you win right. eleven grand. Yeah. So what is that? Still Quick math. Eleven 1, hundred. 11 to 1? 11 to 1? No. 
that's 110 to 1. Right? I don't know. I'll take your word for it. 11 to 1 would be if you put down 100 bucks, you'd win 1,100 bucks. You're saying it's. Yeah, 11,000 plus 11,000. 11, yeah. yeah. Right? Am I doing that? I right? wouldn't yeah. put down 10 cents. Yeah. Exactly. 100 to win 11,000. Five cents, maybe. Five cents. You throw a nickel on James Harden win the MVP this what, year. You win like a dollar? <laughs> <laughs> you went from a nickel to a dollar. It's a big disparity. That's a lot of faith if you put a dollar on James Harden. Yeah. Pete has been known to throw a few shekels on some things. Now with football season coming up, are you going to spread a little chicken seed again? You ready? Uh, Juice is flowing? Maybe. Oh. Maybe. That sounds tempered. <laughs> well, see, I, I liked the Jets coming in to, to this season, but now everyone's getting on the Jet bandwagon. Oh, yeah. Mm, too so trendy. I, I kind of uh, don't like it anymore. <laughs> okay, but, I mean, you, week to week you'll throw a few. Uh, yeah, a few shekels. Throw shekels here a, and there. A couple, uh, couple dimes, a couple nickels. Uh-huh. Dimes and nickels. Yes. Uh-huh. Puts a nickel on James Harden, he wins $5.50. <laughs> That's right. The long play. Put it in now for next uh, next summer's MVP award. A quarter of a tank of gas. <laughs> <laughs> no, a quarter. <laughs> Maybe an eighth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, standing by with headlines, here is CeeLo Chris Lepresti. All right, first-year head coach Shane Steichen wasting very little time in naming his starting quarterback. It'll be rookie Anthony Richardson for the Colts week one against the division rival Jaguars. Steichen making the announcement yesterday after Richardson went 7 of 12 for 67 yards in one quarter of preseason action against the Bills. They like that he bounced back from an early interception and obviously high on his upside, the fourth overall pick. Well, he's got big-time playmaking ability. Uh, and, you know, that's been, you know, showcased in, you know, training camp. Uh, and then, obviously, he did some really good things in that preseason game. Um, so, you know, I think he brings that playmaking ability, you know, that we need. Richardson level-headed and humbles. He gets set to officially begin his NFL journey. I don't want to come in here and make it seem like that everything should be handed to me because it definitely shouldn't. You know, I have to work for everything, and they've been here working for everything. So I'm just trying to reciprocate the same thing and just continue to grind and continue to gain respect and trust from those guys. Beat out the veteran Gardner Minshew, who will serve as the backup just as he did for Shane Steichen's Eagles offense the last two seasons. Episode two of Hard Knocks with the Jets last night. Oz the Mentalist was featured a bit, brought in for a little entertainment with the Jet players. Uh, Bear with the audio here, uh, but here he was with newcomer McCole Hardman asking him to... Look ahead and make a bold prediction. I want you to imagine you've got a crystal ball in your hand. You see the future. Tell us, who do you see the Jets playing in this year's Super Bowl? Say, 49ers. 49ers. I'm putting you on the spot here. We're going to win. We know we're going to win. What's the final score going to be? 31-21. Yeah? Because we're all pieces come together this season. They can be absolute perfection, folks. Because that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the Jets and the 49ers. 31 to 21. That's crazy. Hey, that's crazy. So after Harbin makes his prediction out loud, where is that audio it's recorded, recorded off a of TV? In three in my bathtub. Yeah. From where? You know, someone's watching on TV and they're recording on with social? a cell phone. Yeah, it's out there on social media. Somewhere. Why don't we just have the actual clip from I an said, actual? Bear, we don't. I hadn't efforted that just yet. <laughs> I don't have an HBO Max subscription to log okay. in and get the the clean audio. I'm gonna give, I'll you, give you my, my password. There you go. All right. Well. So what did McCall Hardman say? You guys really couldn't hear that? I know it wasn't great. But no, okay. it sounded so like it was from him. World War II. He Fair said enough. Angel Hernandez is a fraud. Fair enough. I'll take the hit for that. So he asked him to make a prediction. Who are you going to face in the Super Bowl? 49ers. What's the score going to be? 31-21. Oh. As soon as he says that, Oz flips over a large white you know, cue card, big index card, logos of the Jets and the 49ers, 31-21, written in printed black ink. 
No. Yep. 100%. And you the know, and, room went nuts. And I they, mean, you want to say it's a work and Hardman was in on it, I guess, but that that's what went down. That was part of Hard Knocks last night. He also did some card trick with Aaron Rodgers that blew his mind. Ah, I'll play that for you better. That one I do have clean audio from next time. Wow. So <laughs> so we're already into card tricks with the great yes. Oz in episode two. And apparently... So, boy, what's the rest of the season going to look I like? I don't know. But Adam Schefter said uh, Oz the Mentalist was tremendous on Hard Knocks tonight with the Jets. It's just the opening act. Wait until his work with the Cowboys, Bengals, Packers, and Michigan Wolverines appears this season on ESPN oh, Sunday NFL oh, Countdown no, and College no! Game Day. So you're going to be getting a lot of no, Oz this year. We're doing Oz the Mentalist all season long. This yeah. is a hard knocks, but it does not need to be on game day. It's apparently going to be on game day with four, oh, three NFL teams no. and Jim Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines as well. No. Let's see that collective record after after all that. No. No. Hates what? It. Why hates we, it. Exactly. Football is good enough without <laughs> comedy. I never understood the Rob Riggle stuff. Why they always had to weave in stand up? Is this comedy though? Well, this is like more on the magic side than sure, it is comedy. Okay, right? Even worse. What? <laughs> what? But before Cowboys Giants, we need Gallagher out there smashing watermelons. <laughs> I mean, just do the football. It's good enough. Oh man, Karen Top doing stand up at uh, halftime. Really? Got to get those you know casual fans hooked out there. Oh, we got Oz the Mentalist on multiple pregame shows. Mm-hmm. Oh. Here comes David Copperfield with a yeah. su- suitcase. Oh, no. Right, Siegfried and Roy. Taming Bengals in front of the Cincinnati <laughs> <Literally>. Bengals. <laughs> I'm going to uh, make the audience disappear. Yes. Oh. Ratings are down. Exactly. Oh. Uh, the Jets have a joint practice with the Bucks today. There were supposed to be two of them. They canceled for tomorrow, which I, I still don't understand the logistics of this. I get fine. You only want to do the one practice. Like they were supposed to come in Wednesday and Thursday, and then they're playing each other Saturday night at MetLife Stadium, so the Bucks are going to be in town. So why not have them come for Thursday session, not and cancel Wednesday session? They did the reverse, and then the Bucks had to scatter and figure out where they were going to practice Thursday. And I guess the Giants were nice enough to open up their facility for the Bucks to use tomorrow. So I don't quite understand the logistics of all that. Maybe Ridiculous. a little, you know, former Jet head coach Todd Bowles. They're like, hey, you know what? Let's make life difficult on him and his team this week. Oh, you so, think so? No, I'm not. I'm, not uh, I'm sure that wasn't the case. I don't think Woody Johnson would stoop to those levels. But right? so what? Basically, the Buccaneers just have to like. Figure out a way to buy time over the next, kill time over the next four well, days. They did uh, essentially, yeah. Well, they were going to be, they were going to practice today and tomorrow with the Jets, and then both teams are going to be off Friday, play Saturday night. So the Bucks were coming up for yeah, a few days, but then Jets said, you know what, the Thursday session, hmm, we're going to just do it, do it on our own. Oh so the Bucks God. had to find, make alternate plans. Did they at uh, least the give area. them like an itinerary from? Central Park to go, go see the yeah, Met. Yeah, right, yeah. Go. <laughs> go check out a Broadway show. Hit all the tourist attractions while you're uh, looking for some time to kill. Here's that really expensive mall by the Meadowlands. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> American Dream. Yeah, they're going to be spending a lot of park. time. They could help the indoor water there's park. There's a Nickelodeon thing in there, too. Yeah, there's, the, I think there's a ski slope in there, right? There is that. Yeah, there's ski slope, yeah. Nickelodeon's the amusement park with the roller coasters and the rides. Is and then a, the water park is DreamWorks. And an aquarium. No? Uh, yeah. I can't right. afford That's to walk possible. in that mall. Yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be caught dead stepping foot in that thing. <laughs> Isn't there like an M&M store in there, too, as well? That sounds about right. I'm sure. And That's where you want to go. Just to get the, the bucks. Need, yeah. <laughs> they tell the bucks to go to the J.C. Penny next door. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> go, go, go get some watches or, so, or a couple ties. Oh, boy. <laughs> 
Baseball, Yankees lost again, shut out by the Braves, 5 to nothing. That's New York falls back to 500 for the first time since May 1st, and it's the okay. latest in the season. They're at 500 since 1995. Dodgers made it nine in a row. They beat the Brewers 6-2. to two. Giants blanked the Rays 7 nothing. You had the Blue Jays of the Phillies 2-1, to one, and Toronto played the go-ahead run on a hit batsman in the eighth inning. Kyle Tucker added again. He had the go-ahead homer for the Astros. They edged the Marlins 6-5. to five. Arlington. It was the Corey Seager show last night. First pitch to Seager. He swings. It's a high fly ball to right field. Renfro turns. He watches. That one. Long gone. A majestic home run off the bat of Corey Seager that touched the moon. Always good when you can touch the moon. Rangers radio with the call. Seager homer twice drove in five, sending Texas past the Angels 7-3. to Lionel Messi scored again, helping Inter-Miami beat the Philadelphia Union 4-1, to moving his squad into the League's Cup final. And the New York Liberty beat the defending champion Las Vegas Aces 82-63. The Liberty captured the WNBA's in-season title, the Commissioner's Cup. It is the uh, first title in any... Uh, way, shape, or form for the Liberty since they were one of the original WNBA franchises. Would you eat the moon if it was made of ribs? (laughs) Hi. Hi. I got a simple question for you. (laughs) Would you eat the moon if it was made of barbecue spare ribs? (laughs) Would you eat the moon? I'd wash it down with a nice cold Budweiser. (laughs) 1995, last time that the Yankees were 500 this late in the season. Guys, give me one factoid about your life in 1995. Think back. 1995, one factoid about your life. CeeLo? I was living in uh, Northern Virginia as a Yankee fan out of market. How about that? Wow. And how old were you? I was nine. Wow. Carlos of the K? I was 10. That's the fact. That's That's the the factoid? (laughs) Not really that interesting. Give me something else. What were you doing? What was Carlos with a K doing at 10? Dude, I don't remember what I was doing last week, let alone 10. (laughs) Where did you live? I lived in Chicago. That much I remember. Okay. I lived in Chicago. All right. That helps. I loved building roller coasters with connects in 1995. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah. In 1995, I was a sophomore in high school, and my buddy won a Super Bowl watch party from Price Chopper, and he called me up at Ah. like 6.30 in the morning before school and said, dude, I won it, because he won some radio contest. And we ultimately, that was the Niners and Chargers Super Bowl, so oh, January 95. Bloodbath. Total bloodbath. And it was basically cold cuts and a bag of chips. That, that was, was the watch party. The <laughs> I think we got, a party. Two, we got a two liter of Fanta. Sounds about right. Big radio giveaway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Fanta. Local radio at its finest. Who says radio's dying? It's always been dead. <laughs> oh, look, a big stack of ham. Great. <laughs> we got cold cuts, two liters of Fanta, and some plastic cups. <laughs> Happy Super Bowl, everybody. Uh, Watch Fanta. Steve Young torch the Chargers. The Fanta was very hard to procure. <laughs> that was the big, the big <laughs> selling point. Using procure. <laughs> watch Stan Humphreys throw pick six. Enjoy. Oh, well, you didn't have to watch the, that whole game. You could have watched it till halftime. I think we went uh, outside to play basketball or something. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when we come back here on the show, did Al Michaels upgrade the Thursday night football package? DA, CBS Sports Radio. Laugh and learn every morning aboard the mothership. 47 minutes past the hour. DA here on CBS Sports Radio. And you can catch us on the old phone by streaming us using the free Odyssey app or the free CBS Sports app. Or you can watch us on your phone on YouTube or on Twitch or at watchda.com. 
John in PA says, uh, DA, I was born in March of 95. It's about time the Yankees had a losing season. Oof. Imagine being almost 30 years old and having never seen a losing Yankee season. You know, once upon a time, they were not great. They were actually kind of bad in the late 80s, early 90s. And you know, I grew up in the 80s. I kind of understood baseball maybe by 85, 86. I kind of understood baseball certainly by the late 80s. I'm, I'm in junior high, and I'm following baseball religiously. And at that time, the, the Yankees, the dynasty of the Yankees of the 50s, the 60s was so far gone that that just seemed like old black and white footage to me. But they were still good at the 70s, late 70s, early 80s with Reggie Jackson and company. And so I had known they were good. But by the late 80s, when I was really into baseball, they were bad. They were a last place team. They were a laughing stock. They were just legitimately bad. And so it wasn't that long ago that the Yankees were not uh, – a blueprint franchise, and yet here we are. It's been nearly 30 years since they had a season where they're 500 this late in the season, which they are now, and it's been more than 30 years, 31 since they had a losing season, 1992. And we're back to the bad old days because they're trash. Everything about them is trash right now. Rob of the 321 reminds me, Gallagher died last year. Yeah, we mentioned a lot of uh, of acts that died, uh, Siegfried and Roy. So, well, only Wait, one of them. Dead? Only one. No, I think they're both gone. They both passed. Yeah. Oh boy. Is the tiger okay? The tiger's fine. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, tiger's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, Al Michaels was asked recently about some of the criticism that he has taken from critics that have have viewed him last year on Thursday Night Football and said low energy. And he would just say, what do you want me to fake it? Great broadcasters don't fake it. He said, I don't need to scream or yell or holler, he said, which is a great old man term. I don't need to holler. He used the term holler. I always like that. Quit making me holler at you, kids. So he says, you know, come to the territory. I know what I'm doing. I'm fine, which is a very kind of fun old man kind of flex like uh I, I know what I'm doing thanks he's 78 he was low energy at times last year but also his slate of games sucked I mean they were really some really awful putrid games and they should because it was the first year of the Amazon Thursday night package and so you kind of have to earn your stripes to get better games right and the Thursday night package should be somewhat underwhelming it's Thursday night the really great game should be Sunday night and Sunday late window Maybe even Monday night, but we kind of know we would rather not have great games on Thursday night because not everybody can watch on Thursday night because it's in the middle of the work week. But now they've got a great slate. When he was complaining last year on air about how awful some of the games were, he said his brother warned him against it. This was in a sports business journal story. And his brother David said, you could get in trouble for bashing the slate of games you have. And Michael said, quote, no, I'm not. Watch what happens. Whoa. And then bingo, bango. The NFL gives Thursday Night Football an amazing slate of games. Is it possible that Al Michaels was the impetus, was the catalyst behind Thursday Night Football getting a better schedule of games? And I think 
It was part of it. Al Michaels is not a young up-and-coming broadcaster or a guy that you've never heard of. He's Al Michaels. And if Al Michaels is complaining about how trash the game is that he's calling, the NFL gets embarrassed. And the owners that are responsible for these television negotiations, namely Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft, they're always at the front and center of these TV negotiations, they want to make sure their TV partners are happy because the TV partners are given a lot of money to the league. And they got to go into meetings or they text with these people or they are conference calls or Zoom meetings with these people. And on Monday or Friday morning, what they don't want to hear from the guys that gave them hundreds of millions of dollars or billions of dollars for the, the package is, yeah, and can you tell Al to stop crushing the game? We want people to watch. And what's Jerry and Robert Kraft and others supposed to tell Al freaking Michaels? Can't tell me nothing. I'm Al Michaels. So I I think there's truth here that Michaels can do this. He can get away with this because the people that sign his paychecks can't touch him. Nobody at Apple is telling Al Michaels what to do and what not, or Amazon. They, they, they can't tell Al Michaels what to do. Y'all can't tell me nothing. I'm Al Michaels. You're Amazon. Know your place, Jeff Bezos. I called the miracle on ice. Blech. All right, don't you can't step to me. I'm Al Michaels. Blah, 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 blah. I'm Al Michaels. So Amazon ain't going to say nothing. Robert Kraft. Al Michael's been calling Super Bowls since before Robert Kraft owned a team in the NFL. Out of my face. You can't tell. Nobody can tell Al Michaels anything. So Al Michaels goes on TV and is like, this, this game sucks. Why would you watch this game? This is terrible. This is awful. I can't believe I'm watching this pathetic puddle of a mess. This is smoldering trash. Herbstreit's like, yeah, it's not that bad, is it, Al? It's terrible. It's awful. What happens in the offseason? Suddenly Amazon gets tons of good games. How did that happen? Yeah, you made things uncomfortable. Blah, blah, blah. You can't tell me nothing. I'm Al Michaels. Blah, <laughs> blah. Blau. He's right. When we come back on the show, does Vegas know something about Joe Burrow's injury? I'll explain next. DA, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 